Oh, where's my tea? Hey guys, welcome back to Modified Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Rajat. And today we have a special guest with us. We actually had him on the podcast like when we first started off, but we'd like to introduce our friend, Ruben. Hi. Hello, Mr. VVTI. How's it going? How you doing? <laughs> so how's it going, Ruben? How, how's the, the car treating you? I think you've got a new car since we've talked in yes, the podcast. Yes, I have a new, old, new older car. You want to elaborate? Elabor- okay. It's a 1994 Toyota Celica, and um, I sold my Porsche Boxster that we were trying to figure out if it was going to be the car the perfect for me. Fit for you, yeah, it wasn't. It, it no. wasn't. I already knew from the start. Horrible. Yeah. You're a Toyota fanboy at heart. Yeah. Yeah. Never again. Anyways, yeah. moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Celica. How's it treating you? It's very good. It's actually been very reliable i wasn't expecting it to be very reliable because when i bought it it looked like doo-doo yeah it looked like yeah it was definitely in some rough shape yeah when it was, we first it was saw definitely it. a project it was a project yeah. yeah but i it drove home like all the way from toronto and i live like two hours from there so started up drove home i had no brakes so i had to be very careful but um it made a home and it hasn't <laughs> died since that's a good thing that's and good. i mean i have brakes now but yeah yeah you know what i mean so that car, it's turboed, correct? Yeah. So it's um, it's got a GT4 engine in it. So it's a GT GT4 motor. Yeah. Turbocharged. Um, what? So what trim, I guess, is your car? So my car was the GTS. So it was like the highest trim that that one could come with. And then in that year, that came with a 2.2 liter engine it's not turbo and then it had like leather um sunroof heated seats and some other features so it was like the top trim Mm -hmm. but like we didn't get the real gt4 here in canada which was like the rally car so um the previous owner decided that he since we didn't get the car here he was going to put the engine from that car in a left-hand drive version and he did that and then he for whatever reason sold it to me (laughs) But it's fine. So I'm guessing the conversion was done, obviously, right? Because you're yeah, still, driving, still it. driving. Yeah, and like it, it was done good. It, it mm-hmm. needed, like, basically the way I got it was like it was running and driving, but it needed the little things. You know what I mean? Like it needed right. like the engine mounts. It needed bushings. Everything that. It's so like regular of, maintenance, really. Yeah, a lot of the maintenance that comes with, I guess, doing an engine swap. Because, like, you don't necessarily always need to do engine yeah. mounts, right? Yeah. yeah. But when you change the power of your car, yeah. then Then yes. you'll need them, yeah. yeah. So, have you have you actually driven a stock version, so of the GTS? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so horrible. It, do it's you, so slow. You actually see the difference, correct? Yes, because, like, you're going from 140 horsepower to 255 horsepower. Mm-hmm. So, it's a big gap. It's a huge gap. Yeah. yeah. So when you were looking for this car, were you originally looking for a GT or like something along this line with like a GT4 motor? No, I just bought it. You just found <laughs> I it? Just, I just compulsively bought it because yeah. I hated the Porsche. You were done with, yeah, you were done with Porsche, yeah, Porsche and you yeah. just wanted yeah. something that was like Toyota. Yeah, like I was, well, I didn't really want something that was Toyota specifically. I, I don't, I like everything. You know what I mean? I wanted a Japanese car mm-hmm. again because I, I just, I didn't want to do another German car. I thought yeah. that that was like 
not going to work out. Yeah. So I was looking at like little front wheel drive, manual transmission cars, like Integra GSR, mm. RSX. Yep. Um, I even looked at some Subaru uh, STIs. Those are pretty cool. I like those. I never had a turbocharged car, so it was kind of... Very different. Different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah turbo cars are way different. I didn't know what to look for, yeah. necessarily. But when I saw the Toyota, um, it was it was a project car, but it was nice because, because I was buying it from someone that I knew. Mm-hmm. He told me everything that was wrong with it, essentially. So, like... There were no hidden surprises. So, yeah, so was, you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, I knew yeah. I was getting into. It took me a week to decide. I went to go see the car. I took my Porsche down there. I wow. went to go see the car. I looked around at it. I had this nice, perfectly, you know, perfect condition Porsche. And then I have this beat up Toyota. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> do I want to drop this Porsche that needs nothing for this car that needs everything? Mm-hmm. From yeah. paint to engine work. So so what made you made that, like... That changed from, like, the Porsche, you know, super nice, luxurious car to, like, this beat-up Toyota. It's a midlife crisis car. I felt like I was, I felt <laughs> like I was having a midlife crisis. <laughs> like, when I bought the Porsche, I was definitely not having a midlife crisis. And then after it... You were having after a midlife I was having. I was just upset all the time. I was depressed. I was listening to a lot of sad music. Like, I changed my playlists on my that. iPhone. I, I had Lana Del Rey's, like, most that. slow songs going. I had the wind in my hair top down i wouldn't pass like 2000 rpm drive the speed limit you know that's the car so it, it was like a lifestyle the porsche it, is like a lifestyle it, it was a lifestyle it's not a bad lifestyle i mean i don't like being sad all the time some people do like to be sad all the time yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a sad boy super so. sad boy yeah. yeah you know it's whatever it's none of my business you guys remember my first silica or not my first my second silica yeah yeah so that one was like so that car, I that's all I was used to was my Celicas. I'd always had a Celica. And, like, the second one was basically done. Like, it was, like, I had my wrap done. The bodywork was body nice. Work, yeah, everything. The car was lowered, had RPF1s on it, upgraded brakes. Mm-hmm. I had the bolt-ons. But that was it, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I was essentially... There was nowhere I could go with that car other than, like dropping $10,000 and going boost or doing anything. But Mm. even though I thought I was bored of that car, I wasn't. You know what I mean? I was just very used to it because I I hadn't really been exposed to anything else. So when I got into the Porsche thinking that it was going to be more fun than my Celica was, that's what kind of like... That's where the letdown was. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's it it has a little bit to do with your expectations. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it didn't really meet your expectations. I think that's really what happened with you especially. Yeah, because like, like I, everyone always talks about, nobody talks about a Toyota being super fun to drive. And, mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? But everyone says like, oh, Porsche, like that's like prestige. That's like the best yeah. of the best. Yeah. You expected it to be so much better than it actually ended up being. Yeah. yeah. And I got into it and I was like, this is really boring. I want my Toyota back. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't want my car back. I sold it because it, I needed to sell it, you know what I mean? But because some people have, they asked me and they were like, "If you had a chance, would you go back? Would you go back to your old car?" I was like, "No, I, I sold it. It had some problems, <laughs> so <laughs> you didn't want to deal with them yet." Yeah, like it was just I'd upgraded so much stuff, and I guess I kind of also skipped out on some maintenance, so which is normal. Yeah, 
Especially know, when when it comes to modding cars, yeah, people will choose mo- car mods Ma- over yeah. maintenance. But it's maintenance yeah. over mods. Exactly. Now I know that. Yeah. And now my new car is so much better. It may not look as good. Well, it looks pretty not, good. But no, it looks pretty it looks good. good yeah. I think obviously down the line it's gonna look way way yeah. better. Yeah. Well, I did way more to it in three months than I did in like a whole year. I think I think cars in general, you gotta really take your time with them. You can't rush yeah, it. You can't rush no, it. Yeah. Like if 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 that's all you can afford, so be it. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's what I believe is. Again, what you guys said, maintenance over mods. I heard the I heard that the first time when I still own own my Jetta, and I heard it from this really old guy that like had a he had a bag Jetta. Um, he's super cool, and he didn't really do any other mods to his car, right? Yeah. And like I asked him, oh, you know, everyone has this, this, and this. Why don't you go and do, you know, that? And he's like, maintenance over mods. I'd rather just maintain it and just keep it. Because yeah. I'm not trying to win awards. I don't really care. Right? That kind of yeah. thing. I got kind of caught up because, you know, like, when I first got into the whole car scene after when I got my first car yeah. and my second one, like, mm-hmm. I was very used to, like, show cars. i never exactly. been to the racetrack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one ever took me. I wanted to go, but, like, I never, no one ever ever took going. me. I didn't really know how things worked. So yeah. I was used to the easier stuff, which is your weekend car meet and then... That usually leads on to show cars, right? So I was used to all that stuff. So that kind of brought me to think, okay, well, you need to make the car look good. Make the car look good. Make Mm -hmm. the car look good. And I never ever... I did the the basic engine work that you can do in your garage, right? Mm -hmm. But I never got exposed to that other stuff, which, you know, when you go and you learn how to modify your suspension, you're also... You can do your maintenance, you know what I mean? I never learned any of that. I learned how to make a car look nice. I didn't learn how to make a car drive nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So now it's like... Now you've kind of accomplished I've done that. the opposite now. Yeah. Yeah, car so that, drives yeah. nice. It doesn't look perfect, but it drives good. I think car mod, car, modding cars in general is very selective. Like, mm-hmm. some people work really fast. Like, I remember seeing on a, po- a couple posts online, the, the person gets a car literally on the first day. By the third day, they already have, like, suspension and oh, wheels yeah. and yeah. all this. But, like, me, someone like me and you, we can't do that anymore, right? We we, no. we like to see progress. I can't... Like, I already have coils, if you didn't know, by the way. I already yeah, have yeah, you told me. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I haven't even put them on because I, I want to see it progress into 2020, mm-hmm. right? It's also minus 10 outside. Exactly. The very true. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't really want to be, like, shoveling snow with my car, so. Yeah. All right, so clearly you like your older cars. Yeah. Like the so your first car it was, like, a 2000. Oh, okay. And... So I went from 2002... To 2000 to 1998 and I skipped 1996 and now I'm on 1994. Okay, so you definitely like the older cars. Yeah. Do you feel like older. those cars are kind of built better? Because you work in a new car factory first off, so let's yeah. start with that. Okay, so I work in a car factory. I don't actually build the cars. I just move them and drive them around, test drive them. I don't think... Okay, no. Yes, I do. I think old cars were built better. I think that, I think that like, in the 90, 80s and 90s, the selling points for a lot of car manufacturers, especially when the Asian cars got into the market, mm-hmm. was reliability and build quality. So, like, you started to see brands like Cadillac and Chrysler upping their quality because here comes Honda with this car that doesn't want to break down. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, that was kind of, like, their aim. But now... I think the economy's shifted and stuff right now, and they've realized a lot of the car companies have realized. Well, if we build a car that lasts forever, how are we no gonna make money? No one's gonna buy the yeah, car. Yeah, exactly. 
So I think that modern cars are not built the same. I don't think that applies to every brand. I think a lot of there's a lot of brands that build mm-hmm. very good cars yep. and yep. they have very good quality standards, but you can't you just can't expect a car that has nothing to break in the first place yep. to be as bad as a car that has so much technology in it. Yeah. And I think another thing is they've kind of caught on to the that whole point where they want a car to actually die in these many years so that you can buy another car from them in the future. Yeah, right? so they're kind of like projecting this life yeah. expectancy on the car exactly. before it's, it's even built. It's like the scandal with the iPhone. You guys remember the that? Battery? The scandal with the iPhone where... Where they would kind of try to uh, slow, slow it your down. phone down. Slow it yeah. down, yeah. So yeah. you yeah. don't get a new one. It's the same thing that they're doing with cars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I walked into a Toyota dealer to pick up some stuff for my car. And I was in there and they one of the supervisors I was talking to is actually mentioning that they make most of their money off parts and service now yeah. and not on the yeah. sales of the cars. Right. Which is, I would say Toyota and Honda are like the most reliable cars mm-hmm. on the market right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You disagree? I think Lexus is the most reliable brand in the world. Toyota and Lexus. Yeah. Toyota, Lexus, yeah. Same Honda, thing, yeah. Acura, yeah. you know, they're, they're cross-branded, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like Hondas, like they're expensive now. Like they weren't as cheap as they were like in the past. No, they're they're right? expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that's kind of like the reason the cars are getting less reliable? I I think it's a couple of things. I think the first thing is technology, and I think that modern cars they put too much in them. Yeah, like things like electronic handbrakes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like ha- handbrakes they go on old cars. Yeah. That's yeah. like a common yeah. thing. Everybody knows old car. I, I bet you every person that's had an old car has had a problem with their handbrake yeah. at yeah. one point. 100%. Or I had one too. Yeah. yeah. But like, how many parts and pieces are there to a manual handbrake versus yeah, an electronic versus one? Exactly. Yeah. Right? So what happens when that electronic one goes? Like, if your manual handbrake goes, right, it could be the shoes, it could be the cable, it could be the lever, it could need to be tightened. Right. Right, but there's only so much there. Yeah. When you have electronics, it could be the electronics, it could be all the other stuff. Yeah, there's so much. Could be a short, could be... Uh, yeah. And see, that's the thing. You're dealing with more te- technology going bad, yeah. right, which is harder to deal with because then you have to look into wiring and stuff. Right? Yeah, and even, like, computer-wise, too, like, yeah. the programs that they run on these computers... They can have, like, bugs that you wouldn't even know until, like, down the road, right? And I am a fool for technology. I know nothing about wiring. I tried to wire (laughs) a pump in my car the other day. Oh, my God. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I had to call my neighbor because, you know. And another thing is that, and this is how they make a lot of money, uh, I know someone, I was at an event, and they had, uh, this guy had a 2000 and. 18 Honda Civic hatchback and his car wouldn't start and the check engine light was on Mm. One of the other kids that was there Happened to have a scanner in the car. So the car was throwing the code. They couldn't get the car to turn on He said oh, I have a scanner went plugged the scanner into the car The scanner said that you have to take the car to the dealer And it would not show the code for what was wrong. Wow Honda Civic. We couldn't, yeah, Honda Civic, 2018 yeah, wow. Honda Civic. Yeah. And we couldn't get the car started. So the only way to get the car to the dealer is to tow it. Is to tow it. Wow. But obviously that car's under warranty and everything. Right? Yeah. So yeah, that, so they, that, they cover it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what happens when that car goes out of warranty? They keep, yeah. they keep you as a customer. Because, again, we're just on the technology part, but they want to keep you there forever. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. the issue that they were having 
with people in terms of maintenance and everything, people start doing DIYs. Yeah, people right? start going to other shops and whatever. Exactly. It's cheaper. Right. right? Um, with Honda doing that, they have a guaranteed customer for life. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm sure um, other shops will still have the same technology that Honda has. Yeah. But when you go to Honda, you'll have like a guaranteed maintenance standard. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, think Honda- with, I think with like the electronics too, like mm-hmm. only dealerships or probably only dealerships are trained to do that. Yeah. Do electronic uh, yeah, like troubleshooting yeah. or whatever. Well, they have right? these expensive machines. Yeah, that exactly. Can so, like, that, it kind of keeps dealerships from, or kind of controls dealerships where, yeah. like, people want to take their cars because they can't go to, like, a regular shop. And that, right? that all ties back into what that uh, guy that worked at the Toyota dealer said to me about um, making most of their money off sales because mm-hmm. Honda and Toyota and a whole bunch of companies, no, no car company says, sits at the down of the desk and say, we're going to design this car and it's going to be unreliable. You know what I mean? (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) Engine malfunction. Anyways. Well, no, no. I'm pretty sure that's not the first thing that pops into their mind, right? So, um... Didn't you say that, like, their VP said that they make their cars purposely unreliable? Their ex-VP. Yeah. Yeah. One of their ex-VPs said that they know that they they don't make their cars as reliable as they used to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's an obvious... Yeah. That's obvious. We do it on purpose, though. So that they can charge you shit ton. Those BMWs in the 19... I think it was the early 1990s and, like, late 80s, those things are amazing. Yes. The it build quality. Yes. Yeah. And, like, when I say the build quality, I mean, like, the quality... I don't mean, like, the, the gaps between the bumper and the fender and, like, the nice materials inside. I mean, like, the actual rigidity of the car. Yeah. The, 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 the car holding up over time. That's yeah. what what the build quality, where it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now they just fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You have to look where the market is. Mm. Everyone that buys new BMWs, they don't buy them. They lease, lease them. them. Yeah. Right? So, so. It's a flex. Yeah. Yeah. I think BMWs have the highest maintenance costs. Like, it's, like, substantially higher than the second most expensive. I think, I think it's very, uh, like, similar to any European car. Like, I think Mercedes and BMW. They no, I remember I've seen, like... Very similar cars. Like, when I was looking at cars, I found, like, a list of, like, the highest maintained cars. And BMW was, like... I don't know what... I think it was, like, $16,000 a year or something. I don't know how accurate that See, is. See, that's because but, they're designed to break. Yeah. Right? It's not... They're not... Uh, like, I'm sure the parts... The cost of it is very similar to the cost that plant plant like obsolescence, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like any European car, right? But it's the the issue. The main issue is that they have them breaking more, and that's yeah. like because they invested more in motorsports, right? Yeah, so it's all like performance. Based. Exactly, it's their brand is based on performance, uh-huh. right? But what what we know as modders is when a, when you start modding a car, even for performance, there's going to be lots of issues. Right, especially yeah. modern cars. Exactly, like yeah. modern yeah. cars. Right. You, because there's just so much stuff, right? You can't just. I think like, you see like an. I'm gonna use a Honda Civic because the Honda Civic is the most popular yeah. car. Mm-hmm. You take a 1990s Honda Civic, you know, and you want to put a bigger engine in it. Mm-hmm. How much stuff is in that car? That can go wrong, you know what I mean? That you need to work around. Not many electronics. There's not it's many. Very simple. Yeah, not very simple yeah. system. It's yeah. a very simple. A Honda just needs the engine, the computer, and the transmission. That's there you it. go. Yeah, well, you, you can't do that with a, 
a new BMW. You can't just like take one out and plop the other one in. You need to yeah. build a new wiring harness for oh that. Oh my god! You know, all the electronics need to be changed. Even the console. There's just yeah. so Everything. much. There's just so many parts in the cars. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's mainly the fact that they're turbocharged too. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. of the newer cars are turbocharged. Turbo and supercharged. Yeah. yeah. A lot so of like, like direct with, injection. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you don't see a lot of any cars. They're anymore. trying to bump up the performance for the car, but they're they're risking reliability. Because the re- the reason why we went for any cars, right? Because all of us have any cars except yeah. for you. I think your daily driver is NA though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But the reason why we go for NA cars is because the reliability, the reliability yeah. right? There's less moving parts, yeah. right? Less shit to break. And let's be honest, we have one of the most reliable cars. You have a Q50, I have a yeah. Lexus IS350, and you have a RAV4, right? RAV4, yeah. And those cars have really, really good track records for a reason. Yeah. And because, like, it's also, like, the economy, too, because gas prices are so high, people want, like, smaller engines in their yeah. car, they still want high performance. Yeah. So manufacturers are creating these small engines with yeah. turbochargers, yeah. right? So to kind of cater or to catch up. But they yeah, haven't exactly. really, like figured out the turbo issues yet yeah because it's the technology is so new to exactly. all these manufacturing right. right and like turbos are still pretty behind in terms of technology right yeah, yeah. like the, the the day that they have turbochargers that are electronically based i think that's when they'll start improving it because the main issues that break on them is you know cooling um oil oil yeah um and usually their turbines go really ba- they get bad right mm-hmm. which you can still run the car with that but it's not safe. The, yeah. the modern turbos, they're, they're like, their systems are a little bit more, actually, they're a lot more complicated. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that, like, my car, my car with the turbo, like, there's the turbo, and then there's the intercooler. Yeah. There's no, there's no custom computer in the controls. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know like, you mean? can literally run the car like that, and yeah. the engine will adopt to it. It's yeah. all mechanics. Right? Yeah. 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 And there's no sensors. Mm-hmm. Like, I could, if my turbo doesn't work on my car... It's just gonna spin. I can drive my car yeah. still. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It's not gonna be as fast, but it'll still move. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna break down on the side of the road. Like if you have a modern car and the turbo is just gonna go into limp, limp mode, mode, it's yep. gonna do all these things. Yeah. It's it's there to protect the engine because mm-hmm. when the turbo goes bad, let's be honest, it yeah. does affect the engine. Yeah. Um because they've actually tuned it to run with the yeah, engine, yeah. right? And the new engines are so sensitive. Very like, nice. I was talking to my mechanic mm-hmm. and uh, when I first bought that car, and I had always used Castrol in my cars. Um, and I said to him, I don't know anything about this engine that this guy put in the car. Um, what kind of oil should I put it? My mechanic specializes in that in that engine and BMW? that car. No, the Toyotas. Toyotas, okay. The turbo and everything. And he said, you can run canola oil in that engine. He was joking. You shouldn't. <laughs> but he, he's, the, what he means is that it's an old design engine. It'll run you, anything. If you, can, you can run thicker oil, thinner oil. It, it won't die on you. Yeah. But if you say take something like a Subaru. Um, what's the Subaru? That's a bad example because they, they just blow up randomly. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of that car. S- say the CRV. 86. Oh, uh, the Toyota 86. If you take 86. one of those, you know, you got to run the oil that the manufacturer recommends. Yeah. Or else it's not going to run right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that I think decreased the quality in, like, newer cars is competition. Yeah. Between different manufacturers. Yeah. Because, obviously, like, I think, like, the lower end, like, the budget cars, you know, everyone wants to make cheaper cars, uh, good fuel efficiency, but also have technology in it. Mm-hmm. They have to cut back somewhere. Yeah. Right? 
And I, I think that's very evident, especially in mass production. They really cut back on the quality. The quality so that yeah. in terms of like how many people they're going to hire, how like quality control, that kind of stuff, right? That's really where they're gonna, they cut back because they technically don't need it, right? Um, it's, it's evident even in Toyota, let's be honest, right? Yeah. The, the, they have to save costs somewhere. Yeah. And there's like manufacturers out there that sell brand new cars, base model obviously, for like $10,000. Right. Yeah. How are they going to compete offering the same, not the same type of car, but like a very similar car similar for, car. let's say, 15 grand, which yeah. is 5,000 more, more dollars, right, that they have to, that the consumer has to spend. Yeah. So in terms of the consumer's point of view, they're going to go for the cheapest thing that they can get. Right. They'll compare four different manufacturers and they'll just get the cheapest thing. But for manufacturers, it's 10 times harder because they have to look at their budgets and they have to actually be able to compete with their competition. I think the biggest thing in cost cutting is where the cars are mm-hmm. manufactured. Manufactured, yes. Yeah. Like yeah. you notice a lot of car plants mm-hmm. getting shut down yeah. and then reopened in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, because cheaper. It's way cheaper labor. Yeah. But like cheaper labor doesn't mean it doesn't always mean quality. Quality, yeah. Yeah, like cheaper labor you're paying all these people less and you're throwing them on a line. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And people that, I'm not saying everyone that lives in Mexico, but Mexico is a different kind of wealth than the USA, right? So like you're getting all these people that have a different level of education are being paid so much less, Mm -hmm. right? And they have a different working standard there to build these cars. And then... Yeah, you can't expect the same quality when you do something like that. The Nissan... A lot of Nissans are built in Mexico now. And that's why you see a lot of Nissans having... uh, And, uh, like, this is even seen in Volkswagen. Because I I don't know if you remember this, but back in, I think, early 2000s, um, they actually ended up switching to Mexico as well. Um, The whole reason why people used to buy Volkswagen Audis was because it was German-made. And reason why German was, you know, put on a pedestal, the whole like scenario is because they're meant for quality, mm-hmm. right? And when they ended up actually shipping their jobs over to Mexico, the build quality significantly decreased, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a really good example is because it's even evident today. Everyone's running towards Mexico, but they're not taking in that the build quality just decreases drastically. When they do that. Yeah. I think that like, for example, using the, the German cars, mm-hmm. you take these group of people, the, the, these group of German people, and you put them in a factory and you pay them very good. Yeah. Like you pay them good. Yeah. You give them a modern, well, at the time was modern, all the working tools that they need, a nice environment to work in. They're going to take pride in their job, right? Yeah, yeah, but exactly. when you put people doesn't matter if they're Mexicans or you, you put the Germans or, or wherever they're going to make the car, you know, whatever country or place. And you pay them really terribly. And you pay them poorly. Poor quality is poor work. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's probably why, like, older cars, they were built better. Because they were built in, like, their, their the homeland, home, I guess. Home, yeah, homelands, yeah. Right. And, and I think, you know, it cost-cutting has just gone with the time, right? So it was, like, Toyota, they built their what was it, the Pontiac Vibe, Pontiac Vibe Toyota Matrix, you know what I mean? That was oh, yeah, built, yeah. That was built in the USA 
that was a good card. You know what I mean? That's Actually, no. I think the Pontiac no, it was vibe. The way around, yeah. The, yeah, the the Toyota was built on the vibe. But that was just the Matrix. Yeah, right? Toyota Matrix Pontiac vibe. They're the same car. They built on the same platform, which yeah. is the Corolla platform. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like you, you go to another. You see all these car companies looking at where they they can get the cheapest labor mm -hmm. to get the same thing yeah. done. Yeah. In the yeah. end. So it really is a, a scenario of quality over quantity i think it's quantity over quality they oh, want, yeah. they want the way more they want, yeah i think it used to be quality over quantity but now it's more of quantity yeah right they yeah, really they're are just... pushing what they can get for the cheapest yeah it's their yeah. most popular cars too yeah you know what i mean you'll see like the the models that don't sell the best are usually still built where they are built right but mm -hmm. things like the volkswagen jetta like that's like one of their best sellers. Yeah. 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 Okay. And they've been building it in Mexico since make the most money, early 2000s, right? I think the another key aspect is the manual versus automatic discussion that we always seem to have. Especially, um, we see a lot of the newer cars, they're mainly automatic. And they only come automatic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk about this. Okay, let's go over it. <laughs> This is like drama. <laughs> okay, I love a hot topic. Okay. Alright, so... You guys both drive automatic now. Yeah, so both of our cars are automatic. You used to have cars. standard. Yeah, I, I actually miss it sometimes, but I like the reliability, to be honest. And on, But if they did make my car in a manual transmission, I would have bought it, 100%. And you have a, a Lexus IS 350. Yeah. What and year? they never made it. 2007. They never made it with the manual transmission for the. Made the 250, but not the 350. And you, you're just, they just don't offer manual. Yeah, my car is not offered manual. Well, it's it's a luxury car technically, so it doesn't really make sense to have manual transmission. But yeah, I, I wouldn't get a manual even if it did. What about yours? So you have your dailies automatic. Yeah, my RAV4 is automatic. It's a four-speed. <laughs> it's definitely not a modern automatic transmission. So, um, I don't like it for in terms of fun wise it's terrible it's oh, yeah. not fun. i never know what gear it's in it's always making literally like my friend julia she'll like get she'll I'll tell her like oh can you drive my rav4 somewhere she'll be driving and she's like oh my god why is it just shifting randomly like and she only drives standard yeah yeah right so she get, gets behind the wheel of this four speed slush box with four hundred eighty thousand kilometers yeah. that doesn't know the difference between third and fourth gear yeah yeah and she's like oh my god yeah 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 i feel that but I mean, I can drink coffee and drive. Same? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the advantages. You know what? <laughs> I think the main discussion with that is there's a reason why most manufacturers have switched to automatic. Automatic, yeah. Because automatic is just easier to drive. It's way you know more I mean? easier. It's just yeah. easier. Nobody wants to have to deal with, yeah. especially because... The majority of people that buy cars, yeah. they don't buy a car because they love cars. They buy a car because they need a car. Need a car. Yeah, Do exactly. they really need to be yeah. driving standard? Yeah. I find a lot, like, when you go to Europe, the car culture there is, is much more, is different. The people that buy cars because they need them, they, they also have this mindset that they enjoy driving or they enjoy being in control of their car. Right. You know what I mean? They don't want the car to make the decisions for them. So that's why you see a lot of people in Europe buying standards, you know, and over there, like, you can get cheaper cars, you know what I mean? You, you, we have, they have a lot of models there that we don't have here that are a lot cheaper, and it's yeah. it's more often than not better to buy a car 
with a standard transmission standard, yeah. than it is it takes a lifestyle automatic yeah because like driving to europe is completely different than driving over here mm-hmm. right the roads are twistier in a lot of places you they're know, a lot so, narrower yeah. yeah a lot of people buy very small car i i'm saying europe but i i know this from portugal it's like very narrow roads. Yeah, yeah nobody drives big suvs that's like not a trend there at all everyone is buying small, small cars, cars like fiestas Volkswagen ups, and then you get the most out of that 80 horsepower engine from a manual, right? Yeah. I think, like, the main, like, selling feature for manual, like, back in the day was because the manuals were faster than the automatics. It was, at that yeah. time. And you right. had more, that point, more gears, gears yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like, like, it's just like my RAV4 is a four-speed automatic. You right. could get a RAV4 with a five-speed manual. Yeah. So I think that's, that's kind of why it gained popularity. Mm-hmm. And among, like, because a lot of, like, people in, like, our circle... They drive older cars because they're manual, yeah. right? And they only those cars only come in manual, or they those are like the only cars that come in manual. Yeah. I should say. That's very yeah. true. They either only come in manual or the automatic version is is no good. Yeah. yeah, I think I think driving manual is a very like it's very interesting topic for many people because there's so many people that drive standard cars and they are like. If you don't drive a standard, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? or you're yeah. not a true enthusiast. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say. bring that up. Yeah. yeah, you don't usually see a person that drives automatic hating on a standard. Right. Yeah. But you'll see a, a person that drives standard hating on yeah. hating on automatic. Yeah. yeah. Because standard cars are kind of disappearing because of automatics, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think that's why there's a lot of like, yeah. oh, you know, save the manuals. We got to do this. It's better. It's more yeah. evolving. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you got to just drive what you like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. What I enjoy most is mm-hmm. a stick, but like if I am going for a modern car, yeah, I think I'm going to be fifty fifty because there's a lot of modern cars that I like. They either don't even come in manual at all, or the automatic one is just better. Like yeah. you know, you could yeah. get now like a what a ten speed automatic and a Mustang. Yeah, yeah. very efficient mm-hmm. in terms of fuel mileage, right? So I think at this point they've just evolved the transmission in general to the certain extent that. It's just more efficient than us humans, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I our think, shifting. Yeah, I think, like, the automatics, they're so good, like, a manual transmission doesn't even make sense. At no, this point, yeah, right? I don't think Especially so. Especially in, like, high performance. Like, yes, like, yeah. Like, supercars and, like, sports cars, they yeah. all come in automatics because yeah. they're so good. Yeah. They're so yeah. fast. You'd be wasting right? so much time shifting through gears. Yeah, exactly. It, if you buy a manual now in a modern car with say a high output modern car like if you buy a mustang in manual it's you got to be that kind of person that really wants to be playing with the gears you know what i mean you want to be in control of that car you're not really caring about how fast that car is in the first place you want to be more just drive it yeah Yeah. the driver experience and being in control and feeling the car out but i think if you're look if you're one of those people that's like i want the mustang because it's a fast car it's a fast straight line car then it makes no sense to go for the the manual. The manual. Yeah. And I think that's what most people in the USA want is yeah. is they buy a Mustang. I'm using a Mustang as an example. They buy a Ford Mustang because it's a very fast straight line car. They buy a Dodge Challenger, same reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what like Porsche, for example, is going for. Mm-hmm. Like they offer their automatic transmissions, which I heard are like amazing. Way I better think than Porsche PDK? makes the, the best. Yeah, the PDK. Yeah, yeah I think the that's... fastest shifting automatic. Yeah, so that's what I heard. I heard their automatics are amazing. But they also make manual transmissions for people who just enjoy the car, yeah. enjoy yes. driving. And right? Porsche sells quite a few manuals. Yeah, they do. They did um, a couple years ago. They did. Uh, I think it was Motor Trend did a episode on 
the Porsche 911 R mm -hmm. and the Porsche 911 R was basically a GT3 without the huge body kit yep. and whatever came in manual only and a, a limited number I, I'm going to say a thousand cars but I know it's not a thousand cars they sold out of that car before they even started making it yeah yeah and that just goes to show you the kind of people that go and buy those cars they're not really looking for the speed. And that's all these manufacturers are going and fighting. They want to have the fastest accelerating car. They want to have the most lateral Gs. They want to have the most gears in the transmission. You know, yep. all this stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot of people out there that... Just want just want to chill. They just want to yeah. drive. Enjoy. They want yeah. to enjoy the drive of the car. Yeah. And they yeah. want to be... They want to feel connected with the vehicle more yeah. than they care about their 0 to 100 time. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's why you kind of see, like, even in the racing world, like... Even though a lot of the cars are manual transmission, they're kind of shifting over to paddle shifters. Yeah. For example, like yeah. your car, for example. Yeah. The IS three fifty, it's Lexus's high performance car, and it only came in automatic with paddle shifters, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like the IS two fifty, that came in manual, but that wasn't their high performance car. No, no that was like right? their base model. And yeah. you got to think of the target market too. Yeah. What kind of people are buying Lexus IS three fifties? It's not kids that want a sports car. No. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? Except for me. Well, yeah. I want something, <laughs> yeah. I want something fast. <laughs> it's kind of that car that you just cruise you just no, get it it's, it's like a family car it has that sort of um it's like a thrill attitude that it kind of keeps to the side the lexus doesn't really come across as a very sporty car but it actually happens to be quite a very sporty, sporty car, car. Yeah. but that wasn't the main focus yeah exactly now they kind of advertise it as sporty with their f sport line and all yeah, that stuff yeah. because that's what people that's what people want. yeah people want yeah. yeah but you'll see cars like the STI like that comes in standard Civic Type R only comes only comes in only standard. standard yeah and then you see other things you know there I think there it's a good idea that the those manufacturers still do that yeah because I think like those cars for example like people aren't buying those cars to go fast right they, like yeah. the, it definitely has the power but like you're not going in a straight line you're not doing like zero to sixty times in those cars no because that right? wasn't the that wasn't the intention right yeah because, exactly like what are you trying to prove with a Honda Civic? Yeah. Like, they can't, they, they physically can't take a Honda Civic and say, this is going to be the fastest accelerating car in this class. What are they going to do with it, right? It's, yeah, yeah. It was never like that. Yeah. Civics are Civics known for their handling, yeah. their yeah. their dynamics, lightweight, right? Exactly. Lightweight, yeah. technology. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to try and drive standard for as long as I can. I, I like it. I like to drive standard. I don't like to be stuck on the 403 in traffic with standard. With standard. But, uh, or driving to work in the morning, like I said. But, you know, on that s Saturday morning, I get out of bed at, like, you know, 9 o'clock. And I'm just saying, and you're just free. You have no work, nothing to do. And you got the car, like, oh. Yeah, I just, just want to cruise. Go, and yeah. go through my gears, play with it. I want to feel this, the road in my hands. All right, so that's all the time we have for today's podcast. Thank you, Ruben, for joining us. No, no problem. It's always, uh, always, always entertaining to have you here. Yes. Don't be a liar. <laughs> <laughs> but on a real note, uh, thank you guys for listening to Modified Lifestyle. If you have any questions, topics, ideas you want to send us, good. DM us on Instagram. It's at Northside Whips or email us northsidewhips at gmail.com. And once again, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.